0: Hi there, welcome to episode number 49 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Christy Lee. Thank you for joining me here on the podcast today. I hope you are having an amazing day and a great week, whatever you're up to in business and in life. For those returning to the podcast, great to have you back. And if you're new to the podcast and this is your first ever episode, Welcome. So fabulous to have you here. This is a podcast that drops every single week for you on a Wednesday. So hit subscribe so that you'll be sure to get the latest episodes. Now on today's episode of the podcast, we are talking about getting motivated, getting your team motivated and keeping them motivated. Because I know as busy business owners, leaders and managers of teams, it's one of those things that you do put some thought to, isn't it? It's something you consider how to get them motivated, how to keep them motivated, because you know that when they're motivated, good things happen. So why is that? I think there's a lot to it. It's really complex and there's lots of intricacies, but fundamentally when there's a really good motivation in the team, there's a great energy, isn't there? You can Feel it in the air almost. It creates a much more positive. There's a real buzz about the place, and you can get some great momentum when there's motivation. And who doesn't love momentum? It sees you sort of spiraling towards the the goal or the achievement that you're aiming for. A motivated team is also a great culture to be part of. So having a team with really high motivation and where you can you know, really tap into that motivation means you can attract the best and the brightest into your business, which is, of course, something you want to do. You want to be able to attract the best people in. And motivated teams are engaged teams. And you've you've heard me here on the podcast before talk about engagement. It's one of my favorite topics because it can give you such great results in your business. A highly engaged team can increase productivity By that, the stats and the data show us about 17%, which is pretty good. But the one I find really interesting is that highly engaged teams can improve a business's profitability. I'm talking about money coming in the door by, wait for it, 21%. Now, not sure about you, but if I could do some things pretty easily without a whole lot of cost or energy or effort, that was going to mean my team was going to be more motivated which was going to result in a more engaged team and that that engagement was going to increase profitability in my business, I would be all for that. No question at all. So the stats don't lie. Consistently, the surveys we do around engagement, the data we look at shows us that a highly engaged team is more productive it creates better profitability. It attracts better people into your business. You have stronger consistency amongst your team. Staff turnover goes down. Absenteeism goes down. So all the bad things decrease and all the good things increase. So it's a no-brainer that we're going to want to do things to drive that engagement and motivation is up there. For us as the leaders of the business, motivation feels good. When our team are motivated, it makes our life easier because we're not constantly pulling them in one direction. <laughs> they're coming with us, they're helping us, you know, skyrocket in that direction. So motivation creates a really great feeling about the business. Like I said before, it's often about a buzz, a sensation, an energy flow that people want to be part of. So having Even if you've got a team where not everyone's motivated, if you get more motivated than not, the others will eventually come on board. So it's a a step by step process. Now, the great thing that I'm going to share with you here on today's episode is that getting your team motivated, keeping them motivated, does not mean you have to throw money at things. This isn't a costly exercise. And it's also not difficult. There are some really simple things you can do that are going to increase motivation and maintain that motivation. Now, I'm going to talk to you about ways to improve motivation today across three key areas. Now, of course, there are millions and millions of ways that you could tap into to improve motivation in your business. So this is not an all-exhaustive list, but I'm going to share with you three key areas that you can tap into to improve motivation. You might listen to this episode and listen to these areas and think, I've got one of these areas all sorted. It is humming along beautifully, and I know it's creating great motivation. But some of the other areas you might not have even considered. Or you might not have any of these in place yet. And if that's you, that's totally fine. You don't have to do this all at once. Take one thing at a time, introduce one piece and then the other. And over time, you'll feel that momentum shift. So whether you're way down the journey and have a really well-motivated team, but you want to amp it up, or you want to keep it going, or you've got a bit of a team that's not particularly motivated and you're not sure where to start, these three areas are really going to help you. So let's dive in and figure out what they are. So the three areas of motivation that I'm going to share with you today center around leadership and culture, creating challenges that are measurable, and of course, reward and recognition. Now, many of you will say, "Oh, I knew you were going to say we have to spend money because that's what reward and recognition is. It's not. So patience. We'll get there and I'll share with you some of those cheap, free strategies in reward and recognition. But let's start with leadership and culture because I think this is where you have the opportunity to move the needle most when it comes to motivation. And there are many, many things you can do within this leadership and culture space to improve motivation. What we know is Leadership in a business is critical to employees feeling engaged, to feeling safe and secure at work, which is what everyone is looking for, and it is the number one driver to happy workplaces. The the reason people leave positions is most often due to poor leadership, because they either don't agree with or have varying values to the owner or the leader, so it could be the owner of the business, the people at the top, or it could be their direct manager or leader. Or they've just got really poor leadership in that business. So it's not a values issue rather than just a terrible leadership issue. So the first thing you've got to do is have great leadership skills. That's it. If you've already got that, you're halfway there. If you know that leadership is not your skill set, you can do a couple of things. You can work on that. Absolutely. This is something you can learn and we all should be continuing to learn and develop. Or you may get someone into your business that has exceptional leadership skills and let them carry that burden. And so it's something you need to worry about less. But leadership is about being a great leader. James Wedmore says, A players won't work for B leaders. And I love it. It's so simple, but I love that quote because it's so true. The best and the brightest will not work for you if you are not a great leader. So you need to step into your leadership role and be a great leader, and that is going to help with your team's motivation. Now, from a leadership perspective, one of the key things you can do to help motivate your team is get to know your people. Your, I, I mix team and people that each like that. Get to know your people. And I'm talking really understand what they're all about. Get to know their personality styles, their work preferences, their likes and dislikes, what they're motivated by. Because you're going to be in a much better position to then communicate in the right way and ultimately influence that person. And influence is the superpower of great leaders. So how can you do that? Well, there's lots and lots of different ways. You could simply ask them what they're motivated by and you will get the answer. So some people are motivated by rewards and recognition and public recognition. Others are motivated by freedom. They're motivated by the fact if they get this job done, they can leave early on Friday and spend a long weekend with their family. Others are motivated by opportunity and progression. Everyone's different and it will change throughout people's careers and lives, of course. And if you ask them simply, what motivates you? What makes you feel like you've got done a good job? How do you like to be rewarded when you have done a good job? You will be surprised how simple that is, yet how much great information you can get. You can, of course, go deeper and do personality tests and psychometric assessments and really get some data around that. And, and I love those tools and I think they're great to use in workplaces and they give you an excellent insight into the people on your team. Most importantly, you just need to listen, really listen to what they're saying, how they're saying it. Observe what they're good at, what they're not good at, what they lean into, what they pull away from, the things that they naturally jump towards and the things that they naturally resist. It's going to tell you a whole lot about what situations to put them in, where they're going to thrive and flourish and which they're going to really, really struggle. One of the key things that's important to many employees these days is working for a business that has a sense of purpose and working for a leader who has a sense of purpose. If you've got that purpose, if you've got a big why that you're chasing or a huge aspirational goal or objective or something that you're wanting to achieve in the world, share it with your team. If you don't share it, they won't know it and they can't tap into it and help you get there. So communication is the key. Tell them what it is that you want this business to achieve in the world. That might mean that that's going to happen in A year, 10 years, a generation down the track, it doesn't matter. They want to know where they're going and they want to be able to tap into that. So the way you can communicate to them then how their role has a part to play in getting to that vision, every role in every business is instrumental in that business achieving its goals and objectives and bigger ambitions, every single role. And your role as a leader is to make sure your staff know where their role sits, how their contribution works. Because it's like, it's like the cogs in the machine. If one's not there, the whole thing doesn't work. So you 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 know that there's a, an importance about every role and your role as the leader is to communicate that with them. Get some real alignment in this purpose. When employees feel connected to that sense of purpose, they are going to go that little bit further for you. It's going to really engage them in the bigger picture and they will go that extra mile to help you get there. So operating from a place of purpose is one of the leadership tools you can use. Communication, as I've said, is the other. You need to be regularly communicating with your people. They want to know what's expected from them, how they're doing against that expectation, and what does the future hold. Three simple things that you can be communicating regularly with your team. If you're not already having regular meetings, this is a great time to start because it will help you build momentum. And the momentum will build the motivation, which will build the engagement, which delivers you the objectives. So regular communication, regular forms for communication to celebrate wins and successes is a great way to get motivation amped up in your business. Also, the other thing you want to do is create a sense of belonging amongst your team. We are human beings. We want to feel part of something. We want to know this is our tribe and these are our people. And we want to feel safe safe. And secure at work, physically and psychologically. If we feel threatened or at risk, we're not going to feel safe to feel motivated, if that makes sense. So if we feel safe and secure, we have a space through which to become motivated. If there's any sense of risk and fear, you're never going to get someone motivated. It just doesn't happen. So it's, a, I guess, that stick and carrot scenario. You want to be attracting them with that carrot not with the stick. It's not going to work for motivation in your workplace. So creating a sense of belonging is definitely something you want to do. So how can you do that? Again, lots and lots of different ways. It's about the communication you choose, the language you use, the lingo in the uh, in the business that you're in. You can also do some really fun things here. Let your creative juices fly. So matching, not uniforms, but matching uh branded things can be part of helping people feel connected all having um it might be something as simple as something on their desk that's the same something that's branded that they can wear when they're on the zoom meeting it could be something that's consistent everyone has a little bonsai plant on their desk or something like that you can really do any number of things to make them feel connected to this workplace Another way you can do that is giving them a sense of involvement in the decisions that are made that impact not only their job, but the bigger picture of the business. If someone is involved in making a decision, they'll be much more committed to the outcome of that. So that creates motivation, that sense of involvement. One of the tools that I've used to use, and I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, is around um, in my consultancy business some years back, our position titles. I gave my team not only a sense of involvement, but also almost complete control about their titles, and it also created this sense of belonging for them, because they owned that title. We all had a sense of fun and frivolity with our with our titles. We weren't, you know, serious. Um, that's how that was our approach to our consultancy business, and because they had the involvement and the decision making in choosing that title, they owned it. And it created so much motivation because not only did they not want to let each other down, they didn't want to let themselves down because they wanted to own these titles. They would come up with really quirky titles like peopleologist or client BFF, and they lived up to it. And that in itself created a great motivation because they were servicing clients in an even better way than they were before. So there's so many different things you can do to create this sense of belonging and get your team involved. And that really engages them, which speaks volumes to getting them motivated towards a task. Another key to motivation in the workplace is having a great place for people to come to work. So really think about the space that you're creating for people to work at. Now, I know many of you are going to have either remote or hybrid teams right now, so it's a slightly different prospect to what it is when everyone was working in one building, but still creating that sense of belonging and a place that is comfortable to work from. Now, this doesn't mean bean bags and ping pong tables, although it could if you wanted it to. I'm talking about a work area that's functional, that's free of risk. That's comfortable, where they can sit comfortably to get their work done, where there's not distractions that are unnecessary. Somewhere where they feel like they are at home in a way, their workplace home. Now, with your remote teams, you can also introduce this. Obviously, you want to make sure that they've got the right ergonomic setup, that's important. But also, you might have other things that connect their home workplace to the business workplace. Something to sit, like I said earlier, something branded to sit on their desk, or something else that's going to connect them. their workspace at home to their workspace in the workplace. So there's lots and lots of research and experts out there on creating amazing workspaces. And in fact, I will get a guest expert to chat to us about that on one of the upcoming episodes of the podcast, but a workplace that has a calming feel, feels comfortable, feels at home, that is set up for people to do their job as they need to do their job. That's not set up with distractions or too much noise if that's not appropriate. Really thinking about creating a space where people can thrive to do their job. And this taps back into what I said earlier about really knowing your team. Because some people to do their job well If we're talking about an introvert, for example, they're not going to work well in a really noisy, busy environment with heaps of distractions because it's not how they work best most of the time. Conversely, your extroverts are not going to work particularly well if they are stuck in a corner with no one to talk to all day long because that's not their natural default. So thinking about some of those elements in knowing your team when you're structuring this work environment for them to work with. So the first way that we can really amp up motivation in our team is through our leadership and the work environment we create for the people that are working for us. The second way to increase motivation deals with challenges. People innately actually do like to stretch themselves. They like to learn new things, challenge themselves, go that extra step if you don't have a way for that to happen in the workplace, then they get stale and bored in their jobs. So they're not motivated. Now, I think this works particularly well in a team environment, but absolutely could always do this on an individual basis. And that is to create real aspirational goals. Some people call them stretch goals, goals that are going to push people a little outside their comfort zone, get them to try new things, learn new skills, something that seems out of the current capacity right now, something that is going to stretch them. If a goal's too simple, there's no challenge to it. There's no challenge, there's no motivation. So creating these stretch goals, and as I said, I love to see these done as a team because at various times, everyone's going to need to pick each other up along the way. So creating stretch goals and really, again, aligning these goals to the bigger picture, the organization's vision and what we're trying to achieve at a much bigger long-term level. Now, creating that goal, that stretch goal on its own is not enough. You do need to embed some mini milestones along the way so people can see success and they can get that momentum that we need for that motivation to continue. Now, this could be project milestones. It could be weekly or monthly objectives or tasks. And don't forget when you achieve those, when the team achieves those, celebrate the wins, celebrate the successes, because that is the part that creates the momentum and the motivation. If there's no momentum, there's no motivation. So if they can't see the tiny wins, they're not motivated to get to the bigger goal. So having that embedded in those smaller goals Um, objectives the smaller wins and celebrating each and every one of them and how much closer they're now to the big goal the stretch goal creates so much motivation in a team you would have seen it work in workplaces before when a team's working towards something really big it's like a steam train heading towards it the motivation just picks up and picks up and picks up as they're working towards that goal so having that there as an objective is a great way to really build the momentum of motivation And the third way, of course, that we look to create motivation in the workplace and really amp up the motivation we've got with our staff is with our rewards and recognitions. Now, the first thing I'm going to say is this doesn't actually need to cost any money. You could spend money and you may spend money and sometimes you should spend money, but it's not the foundational thing here. What's foundational is recognition. The interaction of a recognition of you recognizing someone doing a great job creates a sense of connection. It creates that sense of, I'm doing the right thing by my people. It helps build that tribe of the team. So, recognizing when someone's done a good job, the simple thank you goes so far with our team, and we forget to do it so easily. We remember the big stuff, we remember when things go wrong, but oh, thank you so much, that has made my life so much easier, or that means we're going to get to our goal this week. The simple thank you goes such a long way. When we're looking to recognize our staff for a job well done, again, I'm going to arc back to knowing your team because how you recognize different team members is going to have a different weight on all of them. Again, I'll talk simply about introverts and extroverts. If you pull an introvert up in front of a large meeting with lots of people to recognize them publicly and ask them to share a few words about that, they are going to break out in a cold sweat. It's not going to be their favorite thing because that's not how they get energy. And without preparation, that kind of scenario is the stuff of nightmares for them. However, your extroverts would be offended if you did not bring them up publicly and recognize them for being such a superstar and give them the opportunity to talk. So you're looking at things differently and you're then able to recognize and incentivize people differently in the workplace and that helps motivate them. The fact that you have listened and heard and know enough about them to know that you saying privately, I really appreciate the job you did, thank you, um, and maybe even sending an email to the team to say, hey, I just want to recognize Jane for the work she's done on this, is going to have far more impact on an introvert and the extrovert's going to get far more out of your recognition coming in a more public forum. It's the same recognition, delivered different ways, and it would be far more impactful on each of those groups respectively. So you want to incentivize both individually and as a team. If it's a team goal, then the incentive should be team-based. But with individual incentives, if you're looking to reward someone on an on an individual basis, again you can get really detailed about what they like, what's going to be more valuable to them. If you're going to spend some money on an award because you're really happy with someone, you want to reward them for that, it's far more beneficial. You're going to get far more motivation out of someone if you give that reward on an individual basis that is actually tailored to them. So rather than giving a $200 gift voucher or a visa gift card, you would give a voucher to a day spa for the person in the team that is loving the pampering, a voucher to um, a gaming store if you've got someone in the team that loves computer gaming, and a voucher to um, Anaconda if you've got a real outdoorsy person in the team. Same value, same recognition, but you've individualized the the actual reward itself. They're going to remember that. They're actually going to appreciate it far more than if you would have handed them the cash, even though the value is the same, because they know that they feel known and heard and liked, and respected for whatever it is that they like, and when they go and use that voucher, or spend that voucher, they're going to remember, oh, this that, this my boss gave me this voucher because I did a great job as the team, Where if it was just cash, they would forget where it all came from. So you're actually embedding in a whole lot more motivation that's going to give you that time and time again repeat benefit of that motivation by individually incentivizing something like that. So with your rewards and recognition, there are so many different programs you can do. And we've done another podcast episode in a bit more detail on that. But if people don't feel recognized, they won't feel motivated. If they feel like they could work and work and work and do all the right things, yet at no point anyone says, hey, great job why would they be be motivated to keep going? So regular recognition for job well done and for meeting objectives is essential to embedding motivation into your team. And it's really easy to do. So whilst you can do all the reward programs and all of that kind of thing, I don't want you to forget the regular recognition and the value that that is going to bring to motivating your team. So to recap today's episode, we are talking about how to amp up the motivation within your team, how to really accelerate the motivation and keep it going. And today I spoke about three key areas, motivation from a leadership and culture perspective, motivation from creating challenges and milestones, and motivation from rewards and recognition. Now, as I said at the beginning of the episode, there are a million ways that you can motivate a team. And this is just a snapshot of some of the key areas that I think can really help move the needle. If you are listening to this episode and you're thinking, I actually am not sure how motivated my team is right now. I think they're okay, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're not telling me. How do I read this? We've got a really simple free tool for you, which is an employee engagement survey. Because as I said at the beginning, motivation and engagement go hand in hand. Now, if you want to get a free copy of that, all you need to do is go to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash engage. So peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash engage. Or you can head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com and click on episode number 49 and the link will be in the show notes for you. It's a free survey. It's very quick. You can give it straight to your team. They can complete it anonymously and it will give you an immediate read in terms of motivation and where you might be behind where you want to be when it comes to your employee engagement and which parts to work on first. It'll give you a really quick read, simple to do. It's not exhaustive, but it's a great starting point. So peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash engage. All right, that's it for me today. I hope that little short snippet about motivation has been beneficial for you. um, And have a fabulous week, whatever you're up to. I look forward to speaking with you next week on the People Powered Business Podcast. Take care.